Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Good morning. Good morning. We have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hello, Greg. And rounding out the group today from the number one through seven video game website, GameSpot.com, the one and only Tamar Hussein. What are we doing here? I don't understand. Hello. I don't know. Greg looked through a little, a little thing, and I got jealous. I don't have a little thing, so I just made a little thing out of my eyes. You got to have more props. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what the world needs. More props. You'd say right though. now you got a wooden circle. I got, yeah. And then t- Kevin could be like, do you got hand sanitizer? I'd be like, yeah. Cough drop? Yeah. 17 pairs of sunglasses and old glasses? Yeah. You got some butt cream? Yeah. You got all sorts of stuff. You got a little porty? Woo! I'm ready for anything over here. Yeah. Can I ask that is you how you know question? he's a dad. Can I ask you <laughs> question? Who's the butt cream for? Is that? I'd prefer not to answer. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. A little, little camera action. Ooh, got the, uh, got the old Dead Island press kit, did you? <laughs> Yeah, I did. You know it, damn. What a bunch of crap. Oh, you gotta love it. Of course, this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. You can get it on youtube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast, and we'll be right there for you. If there is a pop culture moment going on, chances are we are giving our thoughts on it. Uh, next week, we're going to be reviewing Thor love and thunder which is extremely exciting so you can go check that out on in review we're actually doing ragnarok this week to lead into uh love and thunder we've been doing the last couple so thor and thor dark world you can go watch right now over on those feeds otherwise uh nick are you planning on doing a stranger things volume two screencast i'd like to um it depends on what we're going to do it but yeah if, if if the same crew from last time wants to do it this time i think uh yeah i'd love to Cool, cool, cool. So at some point, you could probably expect that on this feed as well. Of course, if you wanted to get this feed ad free, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Molecule, and Fargo Brady have all done. We appreciate you so very much. Today, we're brought to you by Shopify and Athletic Greens, but I'll tell you all about that later. I want to get right into it. Miss Marvel episode four nick you missed out last week so you actually had a double whammy of watching uh three and four back to back uh where are you at i had a lot of miss marvel uh it's good i'm still really enjoying the show um I, I think that i think that it's starting to um to suffer from some of the same problems we've seen with some of the other marvel shows where i just don't really think that the bad guys are all that compelling i'm not quite sure what their motivations were and and on, and this last one they, the twist kind of came fast and furious, and I was like, oh, that's, that's a little bit weird. Um, but her sort of being at the wedding, her going to Karachi, all those things kind of, I, th- I just thought that was really fun. And that's something that you don't, you know, you don't get the opportunity to see those visuals that often. You don't get the opportunity to see a little window um, that often near that culture. So for me, I'm like, that's, that's kind of the heart of the story. And then seeing the relationships between um, the different generations of women in the family, I think that's just the stuff that's that keeps me coming back all the other power stuff it's all, it's starting to feel a little to me like uh i don't really need these action set pieces but we'll see what happens tam yeah um i think nick is right in in terms of what um where it's at into is feels like it's starting to suffer from the kind of meandering nature that marvel tv shows do but having said that i feel like the core of it is way more compelling to me than and any of the other shows where they started to meander, like, you know, when Moon Knight started to meander, I was, like, very noticeably losing interest. Um, whereas this, it's got enough pieces, moving parts, and 
at least is visually and culturally interesting enough that it's keeping me engaged. There's relationships that are kind of playing out on screen that kind of fill in the void of big, you know, Marvel moments and, and like revelations that aren't there. So I feel like this is another um, episode. This is an episode where uh, overall, I think th th it was fun. Like the, we got a big couple of big uh, action set pieces. We got, a, you know, a chase scene. We got a brawl scene. And then we had a few like really heartfelt moments that um, I think anyone can relate to. But especially if you're like from a South Asian family, you, you can see some of the inner workings of your own relationships in there, um, which I thought was really cool and fundamentally still quite uh, engaging. Greg Miller. I'm going to say what we're all thinking. When are we going to Karachi? This place looks like such a good time. I'm ready to go. Tim, <laughs> it's right now. Can I expense it? It is $7,200 round. Hey, listen. Oh, that's it. Yeah, what a deal. Listen, I need, a, I need a trip home. So if you want a tour guide. <laughs> Tim, let me tag along. Let me run around in jeans and be an outcast. It was, and have it was fun. so we can talk about this, but it was interesting because I felt like I was watching that and I was like, this is a type of experience that I never saw in Pakistan yeah. because like I'm from a different cast of Pakistani. Like I'm from like a, my economic band is way lower. Sure. So like the, the house that they lived in, I was like, damn, you got toilets. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing for me when the episode started, like it, it, Jen, it starts and Jen immediately turns to me. He's like, these people just threw down thousands of dollars in, in, a, in like no, like not even a discussion. Let's go to Pakistan on a, on a whim or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, that is an interesting thing of like that usually is a trip you'd have to plan a bit more for. Right now, if I needed to go to Pakistan, seven thousand. Great, we're going from SF, so maybe it's a trip. It's a trip you need to plan for if you're not Pakistani. And I can tell you this because my mom recently went to Pakistan mm -hmm. and she literally went overnight. Like she just, she just popped in, man. She was, well, you, yeah. I mean, she had a reason to go overnight, mm -hmm. like to, to it was like a family emergency. But it was when you're Pakistani, like going to Pakistan is simple as I'm gonna buy the ticket and I'm done. That's yeah. it. Like you don't need like, especially if you're from there in the way that Kamala's mom is. Like you don't assume that you need to take things you don't pack or anything like that. Right. You just up and go there because you've got a massive group of people, family who will be immediately able to take care of you. And because she's from there, she knows. I don't need to buy clothes. Chances are my clothes are already there. And, and <laughs> I just go around the corner to get more clothes. It's easy. <laughs> just go around the corner to get more clothes. Uh, Tim, your question. It, what a fun episode. You know what I mean? Like, this is just a fun show. I do think that, like, you know, it it is that young adult Marvel show. And, you know, we I've talked about it, I think, throughout the weeks of... I would watch this if it was just a coming-of-age story for Kamala. Like, I enjoy that. And it does feel like a disney channel original uh, show that you'd watch or enjoy or a movie even at times right and i think that resonates sometimes in how easy the plot is and how easy it is just to go to pakistan and then like all right cool we're there and like this fight scene in the train station is like she puts on the mask i'm like well, well you're the you're the one american girl running around in jeans like i don't know if the mask helps, but it's like you know what suspend the disbelief and go and then yeah there are there is the fight and it's like all right this is enjoyable enough it's not mcu on the big screen level but it's like i'm having fun and i'm enjoying the banter between them i think again you know you can't give enough flowers to kamala herself like she is such a great character she is portrayed so great by uh, aman on on screen like i just like watching her interact in general so the superhero stuff even though it's not the most bombastic huge stuff or even how i would use the powers when they're in the car chase and she turns to the guy with the scarf she's like do something i'm like 
make a fist and punch the fucking car come on <laughs> like you can do it Eddie. what do you mean do something to this guy turn around and go Poof, you know and it's like but uh, again it's enjoyable and i can suspend the disbelief because she's just a high school student who has these powers and didn't do the toby Maguire. i'm gonna spend an afternoon after school learning how to do them ins right. and outs because i am yeah, I, I I'm totally right there with you guys where this episode does have that feeling that a lot of the other Marvel shows have of, okay, we're about halfway through. Let's kind of take a breather to to go deeper into some things that aren't necessarily like the introductions of the characters and all that. And I thought that this was one of the better examples of it. And I think it's because we are sitting with this culture and sitting with this family that we've kind of learned a lot of the last couple episodes and that has been like the the strong point of the series so far is the family dynamics uh and kamala herself um and it is interesting to see that this episode kind of felt the most um kind of exposition heavy mm-hmm. episode so far in terms of like new types of exposition and it mm-hmm. felt less connected to the superhero stuff um and then the back half of the episode with all the action felt like they kind of were required to remind us it was a superhero thing and i kind of feel like that got in the way a little bit in terms of my enjoyment of the episode i think that the action scenes overall worked uh but they still do have that kind of like chase scene from the tv shows vibe that we've seen you know in uh in moon knight we've seen it in hawkeye right. and we've seen it in uh book of boba fett and all of them have great moments but i think uh scenes overall kind of lack the um the the necessary like oomph to kind of like feel like it's a, a worthy use of the the screen time that it all has but i do think that the parkour chase uh that happens a little later after the the car chase section of it all like one thing that i really appreciate about miss marvel is how much color is in all of the set designs and like how sure. much lighting is used and like it's not just the you know texting like showing up in the kites and stuff which is still cool and like i like, like how much they insist on using that every chance they get in as unique ways as they can like i like that as a, a through line but i love that even as they're running through the city it's like every single building every single awning has like just pops of color everywhere uh and i I think it really kind of helps propel the series to feel like it's all part of a cohesive whole like seeing Mm -hmm. the intro where Mm -hmm. it's like the logo of miss marvel just flashing over and over in a bunch of different styles like i feel like that style is representative of the show as a whole like every single shot has that vibe to it and i think for the most part that works like it it I really enjoy the Edgar Wright style editing that this continues to have. Like even the opening scene of uh, going from the Marvel Studios logo into the sky through the airplane, like all that one shot stuff. And then later we get the transition cut where it's like a bunch of doors slamming uh, to, for them to get to, to Pakistan. I'm like, this is great. Like the, the people that are editing this and shooting this, like everyone seems to be working together with one coherent vision of what they want this to be. And I think all of that is in service of Kamala's story and her family. Family. but i am right there with you guys when it comes to the bad guys like it is the weakest part of the show right now and um i feel like this episode didn't fill me with uh hope that it's gonna like all work out well that these are gonna be high-ranking ragu bagu people um but i feel like the uh, there was stuff with the red daggers that i'm unaware of i don't really know that stuff from the comics at all that i'm like i'm kind of interested in this i like that yeah. there seems to be opposing forces we get the the death at the end of the episode that i was like not expecting to go down that way especially not expecting to be that violent of <laughs> him get like stabbed and flip it over the thing and falling um but I, I i'm into the red dagger stuff and i i think that they i think that the bad guy stuff is not bad yet could be bad but i think that there with the red dagger elements there's hope that the different kind of teams within 
the gin situation, I think it uh, maybe make it a little more interesting for me. Yeah, I mean, I think they're trying to. I think they're trying, but I. But it's weird because I don't feel, I don't feel an em, an imminent threat when I watch this show, and yeah. so and, and that's a that's a problem because I think when you have those moments where she's hanging out with her cousins on the beach and trying the new foods and wondering if it's spicy and like just try it, like you know, the, the coming of age sort of growing up, those should be. Ideally, you want those to be sort of respites from the tension that's caused by the by by the bad guys, like this this imminent threat. And we've already talked about sort of like this convergence level thing happening. They brought up Eric Selving uh, as being like a, having written a paper on it, and so all that stuff is cool. But it kind of reminds me of Dark World, where we just talked about that last week. Where I'm like, I didn't care then. I don't care now about this yeah. mysterious world converging into ours and taking it over. I, we've seen that before, and the last time we saw it, it ranked smack dab on the bottom of our of our uh, you know MCU list. So that that's just I, I just wish they didn't yeah. feel the need to pick and pick their battles, right? Like like I said, like Tam and I were talking about, like I love watching her with the family. I like I loved that scene with with her mom and her grandma where they talked about like you know having to leave, and and I yeah. I, the, I think the best part of any of these episodes so far was this scene you know, on the balcony where she was like, I'm I'm still struggling to find my identity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, What's the rush? What's the rush? I love right? that. I We're loved out, that. Right? It was so yeah. good. And even that, the line about like finding beauty in broken pieces, like that's yeah. such a nice line. It's it's all it's all so well done, but it just it's like it, it's almost we should it shouldn't be like a, oh right there's superpowers in this right I shouldn't feel like that's a chore yeah. to get through to get back to those other things that should be that should help complement those those smaller you know the B storylines that are happening with the characters or, or rather the inner struggle that's happening with Kamala um and we're just not we're not getting that and it's the same it's the same criticism we had of uh uh Falcon Winter Soldier where with the flag smashers where it's like man dude mm. we're talking about some really heady shit here and it's really well done and Sam and 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 both those characters have this interesting dynamic and and like politically we have this thing but then we have these generic characters that are just in there and getting killed off one by one and even in the, at the end of this episode I was like how didn't they all die is there only like one person left that's a that's an antagonist and that's another thing about it too where again this is something I mentioned I mentioned upon the introduction of all of them right where it was just too many too quickly whereas I thought you know the the friend yeah. of the great grandma was a really a, a cool and intimidating she had her son that's awesome but then yeah. Yeah, it's just like when they're rounding corners and being attacked and me i'm just like which like one one's face gets slammed up against the glass and then through the glass by the red dagger guy and i was like which one was that is he the one guy that keeps doing the same fucking thing of coming in rounding corners going and spinning his little mace and i'm like yeah that's a cool spin but i've seen you do it there seven was, times in this episode like guy, i don't and then know who the fuck guy. you are except yeah. the, the mace spinner but whatever well i like the belt guy that takes it that took his yeah. belt off yeah yeah, yeah. Like whipping people uh, I was like, yeah that's, that's a classic cool. pakistani dad move so it makes yeah, uh, yeah. I think that the interesting thing is like I can see what they're going for, but I feel like there's elements of it like they're not leaning into it hard enough right now. It feels like they're being almost too subtle. They need like a a villain to sell. So like the the kind of like different worlds phasing in kind of thing. It it is a familiar thing that we've done in Marvel, but I feel like it. I understand what they're going for here. They're going for the partition thing again, right? The yeah. India-Pakistan thing, and it's mirrored in this like different uh, kind of realm that exists at the same time as the one we know. And the problem with that is, I think it's a really good idea, but the the bad guys who are trying to make it happen aren't like 
effusive enough, if you know what I mean. Like, they need almost like a... This is pulling from... Uh, I'm trying to find the best Marvel, like, kind of, like, pull, but, like, they need a Mandarin-style figure. Like, the original... man, Like, you know, the right. the, uh, the, the, the the routine that Trevor Slattery was doing where he's like, you know, you'll never see me coming, that kind of thing. That right. version of him. Yeah, they need a, a... Yeah. They need a villain who's like that, who's a little more charismatic. Whereas there's, like... The the current um the villains the the um the gin that who are trying to make it happen they feel kind of wishy washy like none of them feels like a villain leader they all feel like they're henchmen to someone that we don't really know yet mm-hmm. and and I don't doesn't seem like there is anyone that we don't know yet and the other part of it is um their plight isn't all that interest not plight but like the the problem that we have is they're after the bangle and because the way the the kind of the action sequences are presented like they're fine but they don't have that oomph to them we haven't had a moment where we see what the power the true power of the bangle is because kamala isn't really doing anything super cool with it she's doing Mm -hmm. things here and there but so we need a moment where we're like oh we gotta make sure that they do not get that bangle because it seems like that thing could really cause problems but because kamala's not using it in a way that really has like a jaw-dropping moment like if she had that moment where she's like I don't know, I'm trying to figure out who who's done something like, you know, the, the moment where Cap gets the Mjolnir and you're like, oh shit, that thing can do damage in mm-hmm. the right or wrong hands. Like, you need a moment like that to really sell the idea or the tension of these people are trying to get the bangle off her. I don't buy it. Currently. And it's the same thing too, just like, you know, the stakes here are that there could be a boom. And now we've taken that as there is going to be a boom. And it's like, okay, I mean, I get it. But also, like, and then today, obviously, in, in the episode, right, Leader of the Red Daggers is like, oh, no, they'll come over and take over our Earth. And it's like, okay. Like, oh, it's just cool. so many yeah. nebulous things yeah. we're dealing with that are surrounded by cool performances and cool people and cool visuals and cool, like, conversations. But, like, yeah, I'm with you all. I'm just like, I would have much rather it was great-grandmother's friend, her son, a lot more weird is she with us or not in Jersey and then this big reveal of like I'm going to unleash my universe on you and this is how it's going to be and rather than, rather than kind of like even uh, Agnes right from uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. or Agatha uh, from uh, uh, WandaVision yeah I, I, uh, I real, do real quick to... real quick oh, before uh, we get back to you Tam let me tell you about our sponsors this podcast is brought to you by something Tim literally uses every day AG1 Tim's birthday is June 30th and he decided to give himself the gift of taking care of his body with AG1 with one delicious scoop of AG1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all the things Tim mixes AG1 with his water loves the taste and says he's feeling better than ever athletic greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and athletic greens is a climate neutral certified company right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny again that's athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance both sponsors go for it tim yeah i was gonna say like in other regards i feel like 
uh, I'm doing the bit where I just kind of do the the representation check in. It's doing really well still, like, and that's the kind of thing that is <laughs> is like pulling me through. Even when I'm bored, I'm like, oh, she's in Pakistan, and and like there's things that happen, like the bit of text that they show on screen before it starts in in uh, Urdu. Um, uh, it, I was like, what does that say? And like, it's been a while since I've read Urdu properly, and I like stared at it for a while, and I was like, what does it mean? And it just means previously on. <laughs> I was like, I spent like ten minutes <laughs> trying to figure. Out. It, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. god! I thought this was something like for us, but beyond that, um, there's some like really cool like throwaway moments where it's like they're having the argument on the on the plane in between the dude, uh, with yeah. the dude sitting in the middle, yeah. and that's a very like Asian like parent thing where if there's an argument that is gonna happen, it's gonna happen regardless of who's watching. Right. And like I feel like it, yeah, yeah. I feel like in most other cultures they're like, we'll do this later, and then they make nice. Sure. And for, until later here it's like no we're gonna get this shit out and if there's a dude sitting in between us the amount of times i've been in family arguments where i'm like there's a random man in between us what's going on and like yeah. it's still gotta happen um the newspaper that the man reads in the middle of him it's it looks exactly like a newspaper called the jung which is a pakistani newspaper or a, a south asian newspaper that i used to have to go to buy for my granddad every week <laughs> it's like it looks exactly the same so i wouldn't be surprised if it is that or if it's inspired by it, which is amazing um and then like Damn. the yeah is uh is abcd a thing uh, or did, did the show just make a joke and no i think it is a thing but obviously i wouldn't be super familiar with it because it's f- focused mainly on american born people i wasn't I was I was uh, you know born in Pakistan and then moved to Brit- Britain. Um, the equivalent we have is coconut, um, which is brown on the outside, white on the inside. Sure, uh, <laughs> that's what people used to call each other. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I think I wouldn't be surprised if that's a real thing. Um, yeah, uh, I I just love the kind of like the family moments between um, all these characters, and also because. <laughs> Like I said last week, it's very aspirational. Um, like it is, that's the thing about Miss Marvel, the comic book as well. It tells a, the reason why a lot of South Asian people relate to it is because it's almost like an idealized nice family. Like a, a, when I read it, I'm like, like my parents would have never talked to me like this. Or like my mom would have, <laughs> would have talked to me like this. Like I never received that level of understanding and insight from a parent or a grandparent in my lifetime. Um, and and like you read it and it's also, it's kind of like, oh, I wish I had, this is what it's like to have a quote unquote normal family. And to see it on the screen again, it's like really sweet where you can, and there's, there's an element to all these characters look like they could be my auntie, my mom, my, my grandma. So like, it's almost like a form of, therapy watching this on on a screen and also mm. like seeing it and like so in the regards of like how pakistanis and muslims and are portrayed it's very very like still very good they use like words like the way that the cousins greet kamala when she she comes to the, off the airplane there's like the greeting is technically assalamu alaikum but the way she says it is very pakistani she like she says assalamu alaikum which is like a, a sped up version where you only say it like that if you are natural, like uh, that's how you're used to saying it. So I, I love the the small touches. Tam, one right. of those I want I had a question for you, and like mm-hmm. we talk about this being an idealized version of the family of Pakistan, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. What what is the societal norm about the jeans? So is it that women can't wear jeans? Can they not wear pants? Can they not wear those inside? Is it like 
Would she be yeah, like super I mean, shunned? Like, would she get no? Yelled I mean, at on like the these, these days, it's a lot different. These days, like you can go to parts of like Islamabad, which is the capital, or even Karachi, I guess. Like, and and you'll find like fashion areas. I think it's just like certain restaurants and like certain locations right. have. It's basically a dress code. Okay. Um, I've I've been to Pakistan and seen people wearing jeans, and it's absolutely fine. It's not a problem. Okay. Um, but then like generally, like you you do stand out when you're wearing jeans because it's hot than hell over there and like if you're walking around in jeans people are like yo you're clearly a foreigner as i know because the first time i returned to pakistan after a really long period i showed up in a full three-piece suit and people were like what the fuck are you doing i was i was sorry are you you the mayor of pakistan (laughs) exactly i was massively overweight in this giant suit with long hair just sweating buckets yeah and i was and people were like what are you doing bro like but my family from there were like you have to make a good impression i was like I've been, I've been stitched up here royally yeah so i think she just stands out and there's like a dress code and, and sure. that kind of thing yeah so my question is uh what are we supposed to take away from the end of this episode because it was yeah. late for me so but i was a little a little wishy-washy on what was actually going on yeah that was me too of like i i could i understand obviously they want the cliffhanger they want the thing but I, it was one of those for me of like is she in is she ethereal is she like people are bumping into her so she's she's there but is she really there did she time travel is this a vision is she really is she gonna like just nobody else can really see her but eventually she's gonna see her great-grandmother and be able to communicate with her and i guess they want us to ask these questions to be excited to tune in next week but i could have gone for more i'm with you tim of if it's gonna be Mm. if she's really there someone should have been like what the fuck are you wearing and if totally. she's not there, she should have, when somebody bumped her or grazed her, she should have gone through like a ghost and been like, oh. Yeah, but for me, I think it was just one of those, like, she's having this vision, she's in this moment, and you're kind of just, I, I didn't ask any of those questions. I was like, oh, she's just going to talk to her great-great-grandmother. She's just back in that time. This thing has transported her back there to a degree, to some degree, and we'll figure it out next week. But I don't know. This I, is I, why you fuck up the timeline if this ever happened to you, because you wouldn't have these questions. I'd get there immediately, stop for a second, try to figure it out. Nick's over there just making out with people, kickboxing. You know what I mean? I, mean, I would immediately get snacks. I would just go and get whatever <laughs> snack was available on that train. I love train snacks. Spicy or not, doesn't matter. I don't yeah. get spicy. Um, no, I mean, I'm excited about that. That 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 whole sequence, I'm, I'm excited to see how that all comes together um, and just what's, what's happening next to that. For me, as a cliffhanger, it was fine. Um, I'm just more concerned with where we're gonna where we're gonna be with the antagonists in the next episode because i think there's only like two left and they all got their asses kicked pretty handily by someone who doesn't really know how to use her powers that well so yeah yeah. i think it's gonna be i think we're we're kind of building up to a i we talked about it uh like two last episode but like this is the one of the major themes running through it is like what it's immigration and what happens when you choose family versus what happens when you don't choose family um and i think like at the center of it i think it's going to be one of those climaxes that isn't necessarily defeat the villain focus but like choose a path focused Um, and i think it's going to relate quite hard into like gumran who like has been now kind of disowned by his mom for figuring out like he's he's gonna i think he's gonna be pivotal to what happens in the next couple episodes um he was kind of just like tossed aside in this episode which is a shame but i i feel like there's gonna be a might might even be a redemption for his mom as well um and we'll get a revelation about what's really going on in the flashback it's interesting you, though because oh sorry go ahead no no go ahead but I, but you are right like i'm i'm not sure where it's going with this the villain story well, because I think one of the things that I, that I thought was fascinating to build up with, and it's a tried and true sort of like I don't want to say cliche, but it's it's a trope that that a lot of 
uh, coming of age stories use is there's a wedding happening and you got some, and then, oh my God, they changed the date of the wedding and it's, it coincides with the big thing that you've been looking forward to that you want to tell your parents about. Right. And so like, I think they were trying to lead up to that moment last week. I don't think it hit quite as hard. Um, what I was hoping it would be and what I was hoping we would lead up to as this wedding was going was the climax of whatever was going to happen. She was going to have to choose between the two. And I yeah. wanted that moment. I don't know if you guys probably talked about this last week, so I apologize. I wasn't here for that. But I wanted that moment where Peter walks into the prom and looks mm. at, at Liz and goes, I'm sorry, and has to walk right out and go do the job. And I just don't think we ever got there with this. And then I was like, oh, if they're going to Karachi, I was thinking maybe they're they're going to do another wedding there because I know that sometimes like that that happens, right? Like you'll do the the, Ameri yeah. the, the American wedding, the stateside wedding, and then you'll go and you'll do it for all the relatives that, that couldn't travel or for anyone else that that is in the extended family. Mm -hmm. And then they just arrive and I'm like, oh, this is, no, that's it. <laughs> the brother and all that, that whole storyline's out of it. So we don't even have that tension necessarily to build. So I'm just curious to see where we're going to go from here. Yeah. Yeah. With two episodes left, too. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of stateside storyline uh, to catch up on, too, like with the whole Nakia running for the board. And then we have Bruno maybe going to Berkeley, like all that stuff. Like, I, I don't think that, that that it's impossible to wrap those storylines up in, in two more hours. But it, it is weird to leave this episode off with that uh, not flashback, but like her kind of being in that area um, with two episodes left. But but we'll see. I did like how the, the credits changed to be Karachi for all the backgrounds yeah. instead of Jersey yeah. and with all I, unique animations and stuff. I, I, I talked about it briefly earlier, but I think one of the biggest issues that I'm having with a lot of the current TV shows in Marvel's cinematic universe, especially the ones that introduce new characters, is... I don't know, maybe it's because the, the way they're telling stories and the particular beats that they're going for, they don't feel like none of these characters, Moon Knight, Kamala, uh, I don't know, like, I guess the others are fine because they're already from the larger MCU, but like, especially these two, I don't see a natural pathway in the, to them reaching the bigger stage, if you know what I mean, which is something that they want to do, right? They want to take someone like Kamala and eventually she's get, she's going to be part of a team um, and she's going forward. But like the thing I'm really struggling with is they, the way they're depicting these characters, they feel like TV show characters. And mm -hmm. it doesn't, if, the, if like Kamala Khan pops up in an MCU movie, it's going to feel jarring currently because she doesn't feel like she can hang. Like she needs, she needs a moment where she proves, like, like I said earlier, she needs a moment where she has a big bombastic, like, I, I'm capable, I can do this power shit, I can kick it on a big level in the way that, you know, someone like Peter can or that kind of thing. Right now, they feel like every every new character introduced is is like depicted and to, uh, the narrative and characterization presents them as people who are always going to exist in this snow globe version of the mcu mm -hmm. which i'm hoping that they figure out because i do want to see her and see moon knight step into the larger world for her i think it works the best in terms of getting her over because i mm -hmm. think at the end of this she'll have whatever she does to stop the Jane right and she'll use her powers and it will be big and how it looks or how it plays or whatever i think it'll be a big enough moment that when you lead into the movie marvels right it'll have caught the eye of uh carol or um uh, rambo right of like whatever it is for some reason that's there or puts her onto a scale where it could be that when she does in the movie interact with them she gets to be like she is in the comic where she mm. just flips the fuck out and be a fangirl and be literally us if we had superpowers and mcu fan yeah. in that scene or and be there and then you assume she will be a bumbling super 
low level hero in most of that movie until in that movie she has a real moment of choosing her powers or being trained by yeah. carol or whatever it's going to be <laughs> to do what she needs to do to do the thing and be like oh wow ms marvel is a force i it's- i really I, sorry i really want to see the kind of push and pull like when she does make it into the larger world i want that if i was writing this i would be like we should have a two mentor situation where one she wants to like carol is obviously the natural mentor for her mm-hmm. but i would say like she needs to also um have like dr strange being trying to be a mentor because she exists in the world of jins and jins is like a, right, wait, i'm sorry dr strange has too many he's mentoring too many people yeah i would, I would <laughs> really it's, it's a joke at this point yeah i would really love it if they had that push and pull between like hey the spiritual and like physical side where carol has to teach her a superpower whereas like um you know someone like uh dr strange is like i can help you figure out this mystic art stuff because it is weird that would be so cool right. also let's not forget last time dr strange mentored someone he tore a a hole in the fabric of space time so maybe we don't maybe we don't let him near uh the yeah, that's two anymore. times right <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chi, man let him do it yeah but I'll, I'll say like i mean i i had that same uh, uh, like thought process when we you know because it's like the second time we're going around with these marvel shows the first time was on the netflix shows and i i, I thought then i was like oh, that's gonna be kind of weird and then seeing uh, charlie cox pop up in no way home I was like, oh, eh, it'll be fine. They'll figure out a way, right? Where well, there's a will, there's a way. And I think that as long as you have capable actors, we can figure out good stories to put them in. But I do, I, yeah. I do, I do think that from the standpoint of pretty much all the Disney shows, which is like, are you, how, how are these affecting the larger, the, the yeah. bigger budget movies, right? And we've seen it in, in, in to a degree with the Star Wars shows. Um, they're just a different product. I don't know that any of those characters necessarily can. I think it's going to be a little bit a bigger of an uphill battle to get them in in a big budget movie. But there's also fewer Star Wars movies out there, right? I think mm-hmm. I think there's a really easy way to organically kind of put her in there and kind of have her have the same path Peter had where you give her an Iron Man character and then we have that fun back and forth for sure. Yeah, I, I think they've been doing a, a good job with it so far. Yeah. And I think that, that most of it's with like Wanda is the only example we've seen so far of the characters going from show storyline to movie storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I think they handled that well. And when it comes to Moon Knight, I think they just didn't, that show didn't go the direction I expected it to. So I think that his story, his origin story is not done yet. We still have a third of it to figure out before he's ready to kind of work with other team members or whatever it is but i think that with uh miss marvel if i had to make a prediction i imagine that by the end of this show the bangle's gonna break and i think she's not gonna have the bangle anymore and she's gonna be the power and that's gonna be her like super power up moment and that's gonna put her in a much better position to be alongside monica rambeau and and miss captain marvel uh, in the next movie yeah which exactly exactly i also Um, think like season two i bet what happens is they're gonna do the thing it's classic like coming of age teen story where she'll go back to jersey and start like building a romance with bruno and then season two kareem red dagger is going to show up um in new jersey because in the comics he does like do a exchange student thing and come to live with kamala and and the cons so i bet you they're like setting him up for a season two he's a cool character as well like um so i'm excited to see him or more of him yeah, that's awesome. And th- but the other thing to talk about heroes uh, transcending, it's like Kate Bishop. I feel like could pop up anywhere, and I'd be like stoked to see her on I, the big screen. Yeah, so. I, I still, I like, I still think I it's, it's a unpopular opinion. Hawkeye is my favorite of these Marvel TV shows. Like I love, man. so good. It's so good. And I, I think like Katie Steinfeld is the best uh, thing that they've introduced in the MCU in a while. Yeah, she's got she's got like Robert Downey Jr. energy to me, like which is wild. It's it's funny to me because I kind of I kind of have to take a step back and make sure I'm like am I am I just biased because sometimes 
when I see movie actors that are established movie actors, there's a part of my brain that goes, yeah, it's a movie actor. That's awesome. We, we should, but we should all be so lucky that they're gracing us with their presence on these TV shows. Um, but it also just helps that I think she had really good chemistry with Jeremy Renner. So, you know, I'd like to see more of that, which I don't, I don't think we're going to get necessarily, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for her for a hundred percent being in some of the movies. Well, let us know in the comments below what you thought of episode four of Miss Marvel. We have two left and we will be reacting to them the next two weeks here on the kind of funny screencast tam thank you so much for joining us where can people find you thank you for having me you can find me on GameSpot, giant bomb twitch.tv for us more h um i did kind of fun games daily i'm Ooh. everywhere man hell yeah well go follow him and until next time love you all goodbye marvelous day <laughs>